Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. And imagine why pseudo judge James Steele ruled against me on that jury duty when that was how <laughs> I opened my argument in front of him. Uh it's amazing how that works. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. Tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio. It is that simple. Find him on social at Joe Fortin. But you can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Lamar Jackson is a tweeting. He is tweeting up a storm. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for career paths with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. So Lamar tweeted out, let's get real. This was yesterday. I'd rather have 100% PCL than go out there and play horrible, forcing myself to put my guys in a bad situation. Now that's selfish of me. I don't remember me sitting out on my guys week one versus the Jets to week 12 versus the Broncos. How come all of a sudden I sit out because of money in which I couldn't get hurt at any time within that time frame? When we know the Super Bowl been on my mind since April of 2018. He went on to say, all in all, I love you all. Don't ever think I have an attitude speaking on the net. He's basically uh, implying, Joe, that the narrative that he's sitting out of the postseason because of the fact that he had not reached a contract yet with the Baltimore Ravens is a whole bunch of hogwash. We're hearing this now. This is many months removed from when that actually happened. I'm not saying he's lying, but if he sits out from the start of the season and he doesn't play at all, he doesn't get the accrued season, which means he doesn't get to advance towards free agency. You need, what, 10 weeks, I believe it is? Now, that doesn't mean you need to be healthy for all 10 weeks. If you go out and play week one, you tear up an ACL, something like that, you know, that's a season. You ended up getting hurt. But if you're not active for at least 10 weeks, like that's why you'll see guys hold out and then the longest holdouts will normally come back by week 10 so they can get credit for the season so that you get so that if it's your fifth year in the league, it counts as your fifth year in the league. Otherwise, it'll just be your fourth year in the league again. And that counts towards free agency. Now, I'm not saying he's lying. I just want to point that out when he says, well, why wouldn't I have sat out from the beginning? Well, you wouldn't have gotten the accrued season. So that would be the easy counter to that. Now, I believe he's a gamer. And if he wanted a fully healthy knee, I understand that he might be painted in a negative light. But again, this is the reason why you kind of need an agent and a management team out there advocating on your behalf. It seems mm-hmm. like every time we hear from Lamar, he's reacting to a narrative that's already been established rather than having people he pays out there setting the narrative in advance so that he controls it rather than the team or the media or somebody else. That is so important. You're what you just said, you're dead on. He's not controlling the narrative. And I think in large part because of a lack of representation, I think when we talk about a player having an agent, yes, theoretically these guys don't need agents 
in terms of dealing with the actual negotiation of the contract, it's helpful. It's certainly helpful to have a third party. It's helpful to have a third party buffer so your feelings don't get involved so that you can have somebody doing the dirty work essentially for you and delivering the messages to you. But in terms of the nitty gritty understanding the contract, you can just hire a lawyer for that. You don't necessarily need the agent. The agent's value is in what I just mentioned and also what Joe mentioned, where the agent is helping you. That team behind you is helping you control the narrative. And instead, you have Jackson having to go himself to Twitter and having to deal with what Joe and Amber talked about on ESPN radio last week, you know, which is... It seems like he probably sat out a little bit because he didn't have a deal with the Ravens. I mean, and I thought that as well in the postseason. Not that he wasn't injured. I didn't think that he wasn't injured at all and totally making it up. But you remember how weird it was and the comments from Harbaugh at the time and just like the weird tension that was happening where the Ravens kept saying, we don't know when he's coming back. If it was just a pure injury, you would know. I mean, it it wasn't. It's normally a bit more black and white than that. And this situation wasn't. It felt very, very murky the way they handled the injury. And it felt murky because there was this huge looming story out there of the contract that had not yet been reached when we all know what he wanted. And my assumption was that sure he's injured, but also he's not going to play through injury because he doesn't have the money in place and he doesn't have the guarantee coming his way. Now it can be both. It can be both. Absolutely. And now let's add another layer on top of this. Dan Graziano, ESPN reporter. This is up on ESPN plus quote, but the issue so far in contract talks, I am told is that Jackson is insisting on getting more fully guaranteed money than the $230 million Deshaun Watson got in his deal with the Browns. After my conversations in Phoenix, I no longer believe Jackson was insisting that his deal be fully guaranteed, just that the guaranteed portion of it be larger than Watson's. Now, Graziano goes on, but I'm not going to just read his work all day. It's fantastic. It's up on ESPN+. So let's put that in perspective. He doesn't want a fully guaranteed deal. He just wants more than the $230 million guaranteed that Deshaun Watson got. Let me inform you as to who second place in the NFL is in terms of guaranteed money. That's Kyler Murray at $189 million. That is $41 million short of Deshaun Watson. So sure, you don't want a fully guaranteed deal, but you still want the most ridiculously lucrative contract in NFL history. Well, and you want the biggest guarantee in NFL history and then also the biggest deal subsequently in NFL history. So sure, he's like, you know what? I'm being reasonable. It doesn't have to be fully guaranteed. You can hand me $400 million and only guarantee 300 of it. It's the same like, problem. What a bargain, Lamar. It's the Thank same you for problem. That. It's the same thing thing what does it matter if it's you know 275 and the whole deal is 275 and every dollar is guaranteed or if the deal is 285 and 275 of it's guaranteed it doesn't matter to these owners the problem is that they're having is the guaranteed money being more than that 230 for Deshaun Watson like that is the problem they're gonna have to cough it up they're gonna have to put it in an escrow account, whatever that guarantee is up front and they're trying to get temper the guarantees to some extent These are the sorts of little idiosyncrasies that, again, uh, it seems like a team behind him that has a bit more experience dealing with these things would be able to better control the narrative. Because now you and I are taking this word from Graziano, and we're probably not having the reaction to it that Lamar Jackson wanted us to have to it when seemingly 
fed that report to Graziano, which is probably yeah. what's happening there. I mean, the thought process was like, no, 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 I don't want the fully guaranteed deal that's going to, you know, reset the market. Then owners don't want to hand out fully guaranteed deals. I just want more guaranteed money. Yeah, but when you look at the list of the guys that make the most in terms of guaranteed money, it's Watson at 230, and then it's not close. It's Murray at 189, then Russell Wilson's a big drop-off to 161, Aaron Rodgers at 150 guaranteed. You go down to six, that's Patrick Mahomes at 141 million guaranteed. So he's going to get more than 230 million guaranteed. You're going to get almost 100 million more guaranteed than Patrick Mahomes. I understand a couple years have gone by, but that's a tough pill for any team to swallow. Also, I feel like we don't make a big enough deal about this every time we talk about it. This Deshaun Watson contract is ludicrous. Ludicrous. For what he did and for what he's it's doing. so insane. How the hell did he get the most absurd contract in NFL history? How bad do you have to be as a front office in Cleveland to have handed out this deal? Because we talk about it being a bad deal. But every time you stack it up against the rest of the industry, it's nowhere close to anything. It's such a bad deal. He didn't want to go there. He did not want to go there. It was a very unique situation where they are begging a guy to go to their franchise who wants to be seemingly in Atlanta or wherever else. And Cleveland was not on the list of places Deshaun Watson wanted to be, and he had several suitors. So they had to get insane in order to get him there. And it's also a very desperate franchise in terms of quarterbacks. I mean, incredibly desperate, unusually desperate. So there's that angle of this as well. And then, unfortunately, there's this other angle. I mean, it's kind of disgusting, but everything that, I mean, it's beyond, it is disgusting. Everything that happened with Deshaun Watson. It's not like he's a good guy. Ends up getting him paid. But I mean, everything that happened, because if he had just gotten traded when he initially requested a trade from the Houston Texans, when it seemed like at that time he wanted to be traded to Miami, don't forget he had requested the trade before the accusations against him. And if a trade had just happened back then, and then he had gotten a contract, the contract would not have looked anything like this. So it ends up being a very weird scenario because he ends up getting accused of sexual misconduct and sexual assault by dozens of women. He ends up out of football for a year. He ends up suspended beyond that. And it's a whole thing. And it all adds up to this bizarre situation where the Cleveland Browns make a seemingly terrible decision. I mean, we don't know yet, but in terms of football, but hand him this money that is so far outside it all of everyone up. else's. I mean, so Everything far. you just laid out added up to the most lucrative contract in NFL history. It's like, it, it's, it's, it's unbelievably difficult to swallow. And I think that that's the problem here with Lamar Jackson. It's like, he keeps yeah. pointing to that guy like, and everybody else. <laughs> like if I owned a team, I would be this. It's not, it's like, yo, Lamar, you're, you're fantastic. It's not a knock on you, but this is insane. Yeah. You know, I'm not repeat. This is nuts. Well, you can't point to that guy. You can point to everybody else, but don't point to that guy and tell me to give you more than that. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance coming up next. But also, I understand it from the Lamar perspective. He's looking at that guy like, how do I not get paid more than that? I understand right. it. Coming up next, Anthony Richardson. He's going to try to get paid in the NFL as well. His pro day was today. Go Gators. We'll get into it. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What is happening? This one might be a little bit more aggressive in terms of wrestler entrance music. This would be the HBK Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid, as he's known. Hmm, One of the all-time greats. Uh, If you say so, I... Have no familiarity with that name. I've Definitely never heard the that. The greatest in ring performer of all time, possibly the greatest performer. Period. Is he sexy? Because he thinks he's he sexy, yeah. according to he the walkouts. No, he's, he's sexy. I don't. And actually, I'm expect you to answer that question, Amber. I want to promote. I want to promote to later in the show. Amber will be forced to make her WrestleMania predictions on this show. We are going to see with no knowledge whatsoever of anything that's going to be taking place. She will just be given the match and the combatants, and she will be picking a winner, and we will keep track of it. What time are we doing can, that in the show? You can so tell, we can you can tell how well this is going to go, and I don't even know who the heartbreak great. kid well, is. We have, we have uh, bonus Joe and Amber today, so we're we on do. until 9.30. We will be doing that at 9.15. 9.15 Eastern. Mark it down, 9.15 Eastern. Down. Amber tries to sweep the WrestleMania card. We're not going to ask every, every bout. We're just going to give you maybe four or five. Oh my gosh, how many bouts are... You know what? I, no follow-up. No no follow-up questions. Let's go ahead and try to earn you some money. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Almost completely caught off guard there because I was too busy hyping up the WrestleMania segment. Here we go. Pizza money final four edition. First game Saturday, 6.09 p.m. Eastern. We will lay the two and a half points with San Diego State over Florida Atlantic. I like Florida Atlantic. Great story, fantastic team, won't shock me in the least if they win this game. But styles make fights, and Florida Atlantic likes to take a lot of three-pointers, and they like to make a lot of three-pointers. It's a pretty good mathematical formula for success in today's version of basketball. Here's the problem. San Diego State is absolutely elite at defending three-pointers. Think I'm kidding? Go back to the Alabama game. One of the most prolific three-point shooting teams in the country. They held them to three of 27 shooting from deep, and that was the top seed in the tournament. I like San Diego State's defense. I like their pace of play. I like their path to this game more than I like Florida Atlantic's. Pizza money number, whatever the hell this is, San Diego State minus two and a half over Florida Atlantic. Joe and Amber is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. It was Anthony Richardson's. Pro Day today. We've been discussing these Pro Days as they happen for these top quarterbacks in this upcoming draft. We got Bryce Young's and CJ Stroud's and Will Levis's that we broke down last week. Well, AR had his this week. He completed the last of 45 passes. He raised his right index finger, started to jog towards midfield. He stopped 
when he got near the Gators logo and he delivered Joe a round off backflip that was as perfect as any throw that he made at his pro day. And yet he made a lot of perfect throws at his pro day. He showed off his arm strength. He overthrew a receiver uh, that was 70 yards down the field at one point. He hit the ceiling with his arm at one point he hit it uh with a pass will levis did that as well by the way so i feel like that that's like a thing you know where they're like oopsie yeah. when they yeah. but like they oh my hit god the, i didn't know? see the roof yeah like i didn't see the ceiling there <laughs> What's that you know? doing there <laughs> it's only my pro day at my college where i've been for years We're, practicing exactly it's, it's only my indoor practice facility <laughs> that i'm wholly aware of where that is and the height of that thing but like oops uh, crazy now go ahead and write it in every article that i hit the ceiling which is exactly what everyone is fawning over. You saw the arm strength. You saw the athleticism. You saw the size. It's Anthony Richardson. Are you excited about this pro day, Joe? Yes. Yes, of course. I love this story. I love the story of this kid because it's just, I don't know, it's part of what makes the football offseason so great. So here we go. Anyone who watched him in college this year, you're a Gator. You watched him. I watch a ton of college football. It's my favorite sport. Richardson is a freak athlete. There's nothing. From a physical standpoint, you're going to be able to knock. Size, strength, speed, athleticism. He's got every tool in the kit. But can he play quarterback? Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, those two weren't the most fleet of foot. They weren't the best athletes in the world. But they were extremely brilliant when it came to dissecting defenses. And they were very very accurate passers. You have to keep that in mind. Accuracy is important in a league where completing 60% of your passes used to matter. Now we're talking about guys getting upwards of close to 70% year after year because the rule changes always tend to favor the offense. Very difficult for defenders to make any contact whatsoever. So with Richardson, obviously, if you're a general manager, if you're a coach, you have to believe you can coach him up because the knock is that, and you know this, Amber, he's very raw. Very, very raw when it comes to accuracy, reading defenses, leading teams down the field. The athleticism has never been in question. The athleticism is not in question. The size is not in question. 6'4", 244. Uh, He skipped all the measurement drills on campus today. He wouldn't be able to get much better in terms of what he measured in Indianapolis anyway. So what is the point? The arm strength is there the the legs are there uh, the way that he's able to evade pressure we've all seen it on all the game film i mean he is tiktok worthy if there ever was a quarterback that was tiktok worthy he's incredible he had some of the best moments i've ever seen come from a quarterback in college football and also some of the worst and a lot and more of the worst <laughs> the best and that was the experience as a gators fan there was a lot of frustration in watching anthony richardson for entire seasons as a Florida fan. But that's because, again, very young, a very young quarterback and a very raw quarterback. And it does feel like there's a learning curve there in terms of understanding the game. Here is AR, NFL's draft prospect at his pro day today on what he can improve. The Lord knows what I, what I have to improve on. You know, uh, if you ask me, I feel like I got to improve on everything. You know, uh, accuracy, I can get better with that. You know, decision making, I can get better with that. Uh, footwork, I can definitely grow with that. Leadership, you know, I can go on as a list. You know, because I feel like I can grow in any aspect. So, uh, just focusing on those certain things, I feel like I'll be a great quarterback. Yeah, I don't think his leadership has also been a problem. There was nothing at Florida that I remember that ever led you to believe that he's not a great locker room guy. It was those other those other things that he mentioned, those other attributes that he mentioned, and he mentioned them. So obviously he's aware. Accuracy is a problem. Decision-making is a problem. Footwork, to a lesser extent, a problem. And he's right. 
those are things that you would feel like you could improve upon. And if you're a coach and you think that you have the time and the right person sitting in front of him to afford you some of that time, then this might be a very good situation for a team. I just don't know if that team is picking at the top of the draft and if he's going to find himself in the right situation to develop. Coming up next, will Caitlin Clark have to do what will she have to do to take down South Carolina? We'll get into the women's tourney next. This is ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The women's Final Four starts tomorrow. So many storylines to get into. We're going to get into all of it in just moments. But first... Joe Fortma is going to do what he does best here on Joe and Amber. He's going to try to earn you a little bit more loose change. Let's get to the betting advice. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Let me go on the record by saying I don't like how we scheduled this because I'm about to pick one of the women's final four games. LaChina Robinson's going to come on and probably crap all over this pick right after I'm done. Don't be she scared. Knows- Way more than I do. So I want to be very clear that I feel as if I've been set up for failure. But here it goes anyway. 9 p.m. Eastern Friday at South Carolina versus Iowa. The matchup everyone is looking forward to. Caitlin Clark, the Steph Curry of women's college basketball. Absolutely phenomenal. I'm sorry. I will lay the 11 and a half points with South Carolina. This team is an absolute freight train. You have two elite offenses here. All right. Iowa number one in the country at 87 points per game. South Carolina seventh at 80 points per game. The key is on the defensive side of the equation. South Carolina elite third in the nation defensively in scoring Iowa 307th defense. You see it with UConn. You see it with San Diego state. It's important this time of year, and I think that's going to be the key and the difference in the game. So pizza money number four or five, wherever we're at these days, I will lay the 11 and a half with South Carolina over Iowa. Iowa is headed to the Final Four. South Carolina are back in the Final Four. As long as we play Iowa basketball and be ourselves and have fun, you know, that's all you can ask. We really haven't played against a player like Caitlin. So let's bring in that expert help now, breaking down this women's final four ESPN basketball analyst, LaChina Robinson, joining us now on Joe and Amber. And thanks so much for joining us. You heard Joe just talk about Caitlin Clark. Everybody's talking about Caitlin Clark. She told her head coach before she even signed with Iowa, as I understand it, she told her head coach she was going to get Iowa to a final four. They hadn't been to one since 1993. Here we are. She's running the best offense in the country in large part, thanks to Caitlin, what are your expectations for Caitlin Clark tomorrow? Well, that's a great question. Uh, my expectations of Caitlin is that she will be Caitlin. Uh, I believe that first and foremost, as we just heard in those wonderful defensive numbers about South Carolina, like their defense is fantastic, and I do believe that they are going to limit. Kaylin Clark. There will be no 40-point triple-doubles against the Gamecocks. <laughs> uh, but 
when it's all said and done, a great player can rise above even the best defense. So she's going to score points, but will it be enough? And to me, the 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 eye opener when you put these two teams on paper is absolutely the depth of of South Carolina. I mean, they can go so deep on the bench and get contributions across the board. They're a very balanced team, and it makes it hard for someone like Iowa to scout defensively, to, to slow down what the Gamecocks do, to, um, you know, exert more energy in a fourth quarter where Dawn Staley can spread her minutes across the roster. So, yes, Kaitlin Clark will show us some magic. I don't think it'll be a triple-double style because the Gamecocks are just too tough defensively and they've got too much depth. LaChina, the ratings for the women's tournament are absolutely through the roof, which is A, fantastic for the sport, but B, also tells us that we probably have some newer viewers that are tuning in this year, which is fantastic. For those who might be new to this, South Carolina is obviously legit, but like historically versus some of those teams we saw back in the day from UConn, Tennessee, are they one of those all-time type programs? Yeah, they are arriving in that conversation. Um, And in particular, what Dawn has done in this season, going undefeated with an opportunity to go back-to-back and win championships. I mean, it doesn't matter what level of sport you're talking about. To repeat is a very difficult thing to do. And, um, you know, the way Dawn has built this is really making Columbia, South Carolina, the place to be for some of the top players in the country. And that's the pipeline that kept UConn and Tennessee alive for so many years is that they always got the best players. Well, not only is women's basketball growing and there are more best players to, to spread around, but Dawn's getting a lot of them to come to South Carolina. And when you look at her illustrious career at Virginia, going to three final fours in the WNBA with our Olympic team in particular, 96, which to me is, is um, you know, was a game changing uh, Olympic team in women's basketball you know, some of these young women aren't maybe old enough to remember Dawn in her prime, but they know of her legacy of success. They know that she has coached players that are now in the WNBA. They know her impact on the game. And so um, it's an attractive place to be in South Carolina, especially the way that they pack out their arena every game. I mean, they've got the best fans in college women's basketball. It's a great home environment. So it's the recruiting and, and players really wanting to go to South Carolina, which, um, you know, used to be all UConn, Tennessee, and Stanford, too. ESPN basketball analyst LaChina Robinson joining us here on Joe and Amber. So that's Don Staley's legacy. We know all about it, her as a player, her as a coach. She's certainly adding to that legacy with what she's doing in South Carolina. But let's talk about her best player and Aaliyah Boston's legacy. If they are to win another one, a back-to-back one, what does that do for Aaliyah Boston's legacy as a collegiate player? Well, to me, it's already cemented, um, you know, and, it, and it's tough, I think, to follow in the footsteps of a player like Asia Wilson, who was the number one overall pick that bought South Carolina their first championship, who has a statue in Columbia on campus. So it, it's difficult to come behind her. And I think that Aaliyah Boston has proven that, um, you know, she could really put this program on the map in an even bigger way. I mean, when you look at her career numbers, um, again, the opportunity to win back-to-back championships is something that South Carolina hasn't done. It's another piece of history 
um, you know, that that's incredible, incredibly tough to do. But she'll also be a number one draft pick, you know, assuming she declares for this upcoming draft. She'll be going headed to the Indiana Fever. Um, and it, it's really not since the UConn days and since those days of Tennessee and their dominancy, there's been so much more parity in women's basketball. And to have number one picks like Boston and like Asia Wilson at South Carolina is is truly a legacy. And the way Dawn has done it from scratch, I mean, I know I keep going back to her, but Aaliyah Boston, 6'5", um, can block shots, can do just about anything on the offensive end, has extended her range, is a real problem in the low block. You've got to send an extra defender. Um, she'll be a lot of fun to watch in this tournament. And honestly, she's their calming factor. I mean, she is the one player in the half court that they can go to her and know they can get a bucket. It's going to make good decisions, um, using her voice even more as a leader. Um, and so, you know, even with all the success that, that South Carolina has had to me, Aaliyah Boston has um, kind of carved her, her own piece of history that um, will be very significant in the story. All right. South Carolina is laying 11 and a half over Iowa, which speaks to the dominance of South Carolina. But in the other Final Four matchup, LSU is laying two against Virginia Tech, much tighter than the other game. Now, LSU, Virginia Tech, that tips off tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern. It's followed by Iowa, South Carolina at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can watch both games on ESPN, ESPNU, ESPN+. Plus. What do you expect from the LSU-Virginia Tech matchup? That's a very intriguing matchup for me. LSU hangs the hat on defense. Virginia Tech is a very balanced offensive team. When you look at what Kenny Brooks has for Virginia Tech, a great point guard in Georgia Amor, we all know how much you need a great point guard in a Final Four, in the NCAA tournament in general. But uh, she's been fantastic um, from Australia. Um, you know, ha- has followed many great Australian women's basketball players that have come to this country and really made a, a huge difference. Um, Elizabeth Kitley is a, once again the ACC Player of the Year, um, really anchors them in the middle, and they just got great balance. Outstanding three point shooter, Kayana Trailer has has really had a great few games to get Virginia Tech to this place in the Final Four. So Kate Brooks has quite the arsenal on the offensive end, but. For LSU, it's about the defense, and that's what we've come to know about the SEC. So it's going to be a really balanced offensive team against a great defense. Now, don't get me wrong. They can score it, too, especially behind um, Angel Reese, who is the double-double queen and 6'3", just poses all kinds of issues on the offensive glass. So she'll be a handful. But the question will be, can LSU consistently score? I don't think they'll be able to slow Virginia Tech's offense down enough. They're going to have to put points on the board. So will that be Flage Johnson? Uh, Ladeja Wilson Williams has had some really good games in this tournament. Um, you know, will she show up? But also Alexis Morris is, has been outstanding for Baylor this year. And I really believe that their success hinges on how well she runs this team, but also her ability to score the ball, um, you know, from the perimeter position and, and keep them aggressive off the bounce. So this was a, a tough one to call, but I, I think it's definitely going to be a matchup. Once again, just like we just talked about with Iowa and South Carolina, offense versus defense. Tough one for everyone to call, including the odds makers. Again, that game tips off at 7 p.m. Eastern to get things started in the women's Final Four. You can watch both games on ESPN, ESPNU, and on ESPN+. Plus. LaChina Robinson, ESPN's basketball analyst, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Joan Amber. Enjoy the game. We certainly will. Everybody's been enjoying these games, Joe. Ratings up 
40% across the board. The ratings I mean, are through the roof on this this year. Like it, it's, there's, there's been some nice ratings jumps for SVP for get up. But I mean, the, the ratings jump that the women's tournament has gone through this season is massive. Absolutely massive. massive. The fans that they're bringing in to watch it. Caitlin Clark is a great example of that. The Steph Curry of women's college basketball. She had a 40 point triple double. It's college basketball. Yeah, it's a 40 point triple double. That's nuts. But it's amazing what happens when you actually distribute a sport to people. Right. And when you yeah. actually put resources behind that sport, like, of course, people get into it. So much of the problem is the exposure. I'll never forget last year because I didn't grow up watching. I mean, I didn't grow up playing sports. I just grew up watching sports. And I guess, unfortunately, uh, I grew up watching men's sports. So, and so I wasn't one that followed Why women's basketball closely. I, I don't know, man. I just didn't. I mean, not, not the most coordinated person. Though. Okay. I, I just curious. It would have worked out for me. I never tried. I didn't really grow up in a family. Like I was, I didn't try. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I, I did never if really got pushed go back towards in time. It. If you could go back in time and try something, which sport would you want to try? Would you want to try uh, soccer? Probably basketball, because I think that that okay. would have been the sport that, like, maybe? I don't know. I'm not sure I would have had much of a future in any of them, but man, I could watch the hell out of sports. But I was what about watching. Professional sports. wrestling. Professional uh, wrestling. That I would not have tried, no. Uh, no? I, was, I was watching sports. No. Okay. Uh, I was watching sports uh, in, in Connecticut last year during the women's tournament and just watching it up there, obviously in Connecticut, in a state that embraces it in sports bars there when I was up at ESPN was such an incredible experience. It's great to see that happening all over the country. Now our ESPN basketball analyst, LaChina Robinson was brought to you by Wendy's two for six bucks, the best deal in fast food coming up next, your chance to weigh in thoughts on opening day, James wants me to say WrestleMania predictions. I don't appreciate yes. that being on my screen. You know what? Whatever you want to talk about. The phone lines are open here on Joe and Amber. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Music to our ears. Amber Wilson steps aside for a moment. James and I commandeering the show. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Call the roulette. Phone lines open. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. It's a cornucopia of conversation. Whatever you want to talk about, throw it to us. We're willing to discuss it. The hottest WrestleMania takes, Amber insists she would like to know because she is about mm, 20 minutes away, 25 minutes away from making her predictions on the biggest matches in WrestleMania. Isn't that correct? I Amber? am about to make WrestleMania predictions in uh, mm, 25 or so minutes. I think so. I think you're right. Are you nervous? You sound nervous. And I can see on the Zoom you look terrified. 
Well, I'm a little thrown off my game right now. Uh, I, I can continue to try to push it out of my mind that I'm going to have to make WrestleMania predictions. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know anything about wrestling, and I feel pretty good about not knowing anything about wrestling. And now I feel like this is going to thrust me into a world that I don't really want to be part of, and I'm questioning my entire employment here at ESPN. But here we are. I would say. This is is a dream. Don't be scared. The thing is, we all want to push our boundaries and our limits, and as we're thinking about limits, the Celtics are absolutely putting a whooping on the Milwaukee Bucks tonight in what was supposed to be a highly anticipated showdown. 8.55 to go in the third. Boston, 82. Milwaukee, 53. It is a 29-point deficit, and a win tonight will pull the Celtics within two games of the Bucks for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. We shouldn't consider this a major surprise because while Milwaukee has been dynamite this season, outstanding at home and incendiary as of late, they also are playing, I believe, their fourth game in six nights in the second half of a back-to-back against the rested Celtics team. And this late in the season, that type of situation can be a recipe for disaster. By the way, we are opening the phone lines to you here on Joe and Amber. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's how you join the conversation. Any of your hottest takes, anything you want to discuss, go ahead and bring it our way. 888-SAY-ESPN. It's funny because you had mentioned that when we were talking about this game off the top of your analysis. You initially said they played four games in six nights. They're going to be exhausted. And then you and I both just dismissed that and went on to conclude that you don't bet against the Milwaukee Bucks with how dominant they are at home with them being able to lock up the one seed if they win this game tonight. The Celtics will remain in contention for the one seed. Slight chance. Not a very good chance they're going to end up overtaking the one, but they still could if they win this game tonight. We felt like Milwaukee would be extra motivated because of that, and yet here we are. Completely wrong. I mean, just so, so wrong. Couldn't have swung and missed worse. Could not have swung and missed worse. And again, and I I don't want to pile on the schedule makers, but again, this is a monster showdown that people want to get invested in. And if it's not a load management game, it's yet another game where a team is jammed up with the schedule. Fourth game in six nights, second half of the back-to-back. So credit to Milwaukee. They trot the stars out there. But the problem is the stars are out of gas. So I don't really know what the solution is. For everyone who's going to say less games, stop pitching that idea. The NBA is not interested in making less money. No business is interested in making less money. So throw that one out the window. I don't know if you can start the season a little bit earlier and then end the season a little bit later, thus creating more room throughout the course of the year where you can have more days off, but something needs to be done because too many guys are sitting in too many big spots or they're playing in big spots and completely out of gas. We want competitive games amongst the stars. We want competitive games amongst the stars. We do. We want competitive games amongst the stars. Triple eight, say ESPN. We also want phone calls from you. Let's go ahead and get to some caller roulette. 13 black hot. No winner. Spin the wheel. Make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play. Call a roulette with Joe and Amber. Let's spin that wheel. Rachel. Rachel is in Disney. Rachel, thanks for the call. Go ahead. Hey, guys. So I just had to put in a complaint to Joe that could not wait until Monday. Oh, oh, is that okay. true? All right. This All is right. this is our board op, Rachel, uh, who should be not working right now and is calling the show to complain to Joe Fortenbaugh. It's off. I, I already love this caller. Relay. Go ahead. Go on. 
All right. So I went down to the resort pool, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, this is now ruined for me thanks to Joe Fortenball. Because all I could think of was who had stretched before they went to the pool. <laughs> I knew that's where you were going with this. Joe it has this totally idea. Ruined. Yeah, I, Rachel, I'm with you. Joe, Joe has this bizarre for. idea that you should stretch before a resort pool. Rachel is in Disney. She's enjoying her vacation. And instead, she's just frustrated by your existence. Do you feel like you should apologize to Rachel? No, no, not at all. People don't get it. This is all birthed from a comment I made while I was in Cabo in February. When I go down to a resort pool, I am going down to handle my business. I'm down there for like eight hours. I am putting on a show from a drinking and eating perspective. You've never seen anyone eat ceviche like I eat ceviche, like I drink mimosas. It's not It's world class, but it requires <laughs> a world class prep routine, and that is stretching, that's meditation. You got to stay loose, in the words of Scarface. You got to stay loose, man. Stay well, speaking loose, of, and that's say, what it's Speaking all of about. taking care of business, Rachel, you should not be taking care of any business. You should be enjoying your ceviche and your mimosas or whatever it is your cup of tea. Go enjoy your vacation. Stop listening. You're the only person who should stop listening to she Joe and Amber since you work commentary. here. Everybody else. Everybody else. We love when you listen to Joe and Amber. We also love when you call the show. You get some bonus Joe and Amber coming up next. So go ahead. Line up on the phone lines. We are going to get to your phone calls. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN is on ESPN. The ESPN Joe and Amber, the podcast. A little bonus, Joe and Amber, for you. You're welcome, America. Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find him on social at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. And all you have to do is tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio to listen to us. We're taking your phone calls here on Joe and Amber. Triple eight, say ESPN if you want to get in on the conversation. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. I'm going to get to your calls in just a moment, but Joe, I am seeing some. Breaking news, uh, Matt Norlander, I'm seeing first as reporting that FAU head coach Dusty May is apparently going to stay at FAU after the final four, because of course the reports are that he's being poached all around the country. And you expect a head coach like that to go from Florida Atlantic university to somewhere else, somewhere probably more lucrative. He's expected to sign a new deal with FAU this off season. That feels like, I wonder if if that's also something that we're going to see now in the world of NIL and in the changing landscape of the transfer portal, where maybe these coaches feel like they don't have to leave the smaller programs anymore and they can continue to live in Boca. Well, as long as you've got the money. And you know what? There are coaches that, as you see, and it's not just coaches, but I'm just going to use them as an example because we've been seeing more and more examples of this in the last few years. Quality of life. They've got the money. They want to enjoy their life. Look at Chris Peterson, who built the juggernaut at Boise State in college football, went to Washington, built them up, and then just shut down. And people thought, oh my God, Chris Peterson's retiring? He wanted to enjoy his life. He didn't want to deal with the stresses anymore. Jay Wright at Villanova, another perfect example. Some guys have great spots, and they say to themselves, you know what? I'm well compensated. I don't need to chase every last dollar if I'm enjoying what I do. And it should be a lesson to all of us. Yes, it's going to be very difficult to make 2 to $3 million a year and live in Boca 
and compare it to the rest of the world. But it's the grass isn't always greener, and more money doesn't necessarily always solve anything. Florida Atlantic this year was 35-3. and They're a fantastic basketball program. Absolutely fantastic. The only reason people are so surprised at this performance is because I believe they were a nine seed. They were underseeded. They were underseeded by the committee. They should have been seeded higher. They should have been a five or a six, and then it wouldn't be as surprising. But they got the nine seed, so now we see it as an upset. This is a hell of a program. And uh, Dusty May, a hell of a head coach. Yeah, uh, clearly. And and him staying at that program is certainly going to help that program moving forward. I mean, a great place to live. I think I saw that he makes something like a half a million dollars a year right now in salary. And then he's made even more than that in bonuses because he had a bunch of bonuses. So he made in in bonuses alone, I'm saying he made more than his salary. So like more than half a million dollars in bonuses on top. So he might be, you know, over a million dollars kind of thing in salary. Plus, and then if he signs a new deal, I mean, you're living nice. <laughs> it's something the rest of us would take. Let's be honest. You're living nice in Boca Raton. Yes, the money could be bigger somewhere else, but maybe he's looking at all and thinking this is a pretty good place to be, at least for now. I told you we're going to get to your phone calls. Triple eight, say ESPN. Paul is in Phoenix. Paul, thanks for hanging on for us. What do you have? Yeah, I just wanted to uh, talk to uh, uh about WrestleMania and yeah. getting into uh, with Joe and just saying how much, you know, I used to be a fan of Roman Reigns, you know, years ago and things. I'm just so tired of the whole bloodline, uh, whole script thing. Uh, I, I can't wait to see either the Usos take one or Roman Reigns take one at WrestleMania. Excellent so, phone call. So, we so, appreciate okay, t- that phone call. I, I, it's possibly the best phone call we've ever gotten. Uh, differing opinions there. But Paul admits, so he knows there's an acknowledgement there of the script. He referenced the script. So you guys yeah. know it's scripted. Okay. I just Yeah, I'm well aware of so how Wedding clear. Crashers ends, but I still enjoy watching the movie every time anyway. Same thing. This at least gives me something new each and every time. Now, I'll say this. Paul, well, it was Paul, right? Paul and Phoenix? Yes. I'll say this, Paul. The Roman Reigns era has to come to an end. He's, he's been on top for over 900 days. It's got to come to an end. But I have done a complete 180 on the Usos. I was a big uh, opponent of the Usos, not a fan of them. When I first got back into wrestling because of my six- and four-year-old, took him to SummerSlam when he was here in Vegas, rooted against the Usos. My kids love the Usos. When they're wrestling me on the couch, they are Jay and Jimmy Uso. They want to take me out. That's their favorite thing. So I've come all the way around, and it's like the moment I'm jumping on the Uso train, I have a feeling they're going to lose their straps as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm very upset. I might be the Uso mush. I don't know if that's going to happen, but stay tuned because they're wrestling Saturday night. Your kids are four and six. That feels like the target audience in the appropriate time to enjoy wrestling. And maybe not so much James Steele and Joe Fortenbaugh, but feels I like a dig there. Us. Feels like a dig. Yeah, Tony. Not Tony, necessary. I, uh, Tony. Tony's going to save me. Tony's in Houston. I feel good about Tony. Please tell me you're not calling about wrestling. Tony, go ahead. Tony. No, I'm not. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, would have been doing better if you were calling about WrestleMania. No, we wouldn't. Well, you know, I was about to agree with you on something, and now I won't. Maybe <laughs> or I will, but I do. First of all, I stretch every morning, and away at resorts, there's a stretch and meditation involved, and also some push-ups and uh, ab work before you hit the pool. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I do agree with that. Now... On the other side of that, I would say to you, Lamar Jackson, 
This man is killing himself. I, I don't get it. Uh, he is not in the network. And what I mean, like, the matrix of the agents, your name is not being... You're Breaking up a little bit there, yeah, Tony. Tony, we're Fantastic starting to lose call. you. Your service, we're starting to lose you on the call. I get what you're saying there about Lamar Jackson. I want to go back to the pool thing, though. Yeah, the pool thing's the most important thing. I because agree. I, that's, that's the most important topic that he called about. Yeah. The push-ups and the sit-ups before the pool, the push-ups and the crunches, that makes sense to me, right? Yeah. Going to the doing some curls. The it's dudes that are trying to get the you pump. You got to get the pump before you I get, get down it. there. All right. You want to get a little pump. You want to show up to the pool a little vascular, Smart. a little pumped up. I understand what you're doing there. I do not understand Joe Fortenbaugh stretching before the pool in, by the way, which is not at all some sort of like fitness goal to become more you're just quite literally stretching to go consume adult beverages to lay down on a day bed almost the entire day the only thing i do outside of that is go into the pool to just kind of cool off for maybe five to ten minutes and then it's back to the day bed that's literally all i'm doing but you still need to stretch you don't only a troglodyte goes down to the pool and forgets what? to stretch. How are you going to win the day in the words of the University of Oregon? How are you going to win the day if you don't get a good stretch in? If you want to get your pump on too, that's fine. I'm married. I'm not about getting the pump on anymore. She's seen well, the pump. Wife, hold on. Your wife she might enjoys appreciate it. it. <laughs> she doesn't need to see that. She yeah, is not on. interested. This idea, this idea she like, I don't go have to, to look good because I'm married. Seems... She wants to go to breakfast and she wants to go down and relax. She is not interested in watching me do push-ups and sit-ups in the hotel room for the sole purpose of having a little bit more of a pump when we get down there. She's not interested in that. She knows the, the, whole, the whole facade. It, there's no getting away with anything after 10 years. The stretching, it obviously, I should put you in touch <laughs> with her. She's interested in that She thinks either. it's ridiculous. She's complete, she thinks it's completely ridiculous. And I look at her and I'm like, you got to get, you got to stay loose. You can't go down into that sun eating and drinking to the capacity with which I'll be doing that. And be able to handle it and then be able to go to dinner later. See, that's the thing. I'm not done after the pool. I'm just hitting my stride. Then we go to dinner. Then I get it in there. It's impressive. It's, you've if, never if seen you it. It's impressive. So. I will say that I would much prefer uh, to witness my husband doing the push-ups and the sit-ups to get the bump to go to the pool than stretch to go lay on a daybed for absolutely no reason. Uh, coming up next. I'll tell you, apparently, who's going to win yes. WrestleMania. Somebody win. Like, it's a thing. Like, all right. I haven't seen the script. I'm going to guess who they're going to script to say that they won WrestleMania. We're going to get into wrestling. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. Yes. Joe and Amber, the podcast. tonight with Joe and Amber. I want to promote to later in the show, Amber will be forced to make her WrestleMania predictions on this show. We are going to see with no knowledge whatsoever of anything that's going to be taking place. She will just be given the match and the combatants and she will be picking a winner and we will keep track of it. What time are we doing can, that in the show? You can, so tell, we you can tell how well this is going to go and I don't even know who the heartbreak great. kid well, is. We have, we have a bonus Joe and Amber today, so we're we on do. until 9.30. We will be doing that at 9.15. 9.15 Eastern. Mark it down, 915 Eastern. Amber tries to sweep the WrestleMania card. The time that no one has been waiting for has come. It is that time where I make my WrestleMania 
predictions. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune into NBA action tonight as the Nuggets host the Pelicans presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. A little bonus Joe and Amber for you. Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh. How are we going to do this? I mean, I, you just you might as well take it away because yeah. okay. me setting up wrestling is not going to go very well. Gonna do a little Are you stretching, stretching here as well. before yeah, I'm gonna the stretch. This is important. I'm going I'm to show you how important it is by giving it the respect it deserves with a quick stretch. Now, James, you put five of the top matches of this weekend's WrestleMania up on the board. WrestleMania being two nights, Saturday and Sunday. I am going to work Seems from the excessive. bottom up, okay? I'm going to work from the bottom up. I want to make that clear. Amber's going to give her predictions. We're going to see how many of these she gets correct. James Steele, our resident WWE expert, will weigh in with his thoughts as to what Amber says. Match number one, night number one, Saturday. It's John Cena taking on Austin Theory for Theory's United States Championship belt. Amber, Mm. will it be John Cena? Will it be Austin Theory? Well, of course, I've heard of John Cena. I'm a little confused why John Cena is still wrestling. Does John Cena have to wrestle throughout the year, or does he just get to waltz into WrestleMania because he's a huge movie star? Limited, yes. Limited engagements for John Cena. He is a big movie star. Seems like favoritism there. Uh, So I'm going to go Austin Theory because I feel like John Cena is not doing the work during the year, and the WWE scriptwriters are not going to want to give him the nod because he's too distracted by other things. And yes, I did just find a way to again mention that this is all scripted. I'll choose Austin Theory. James Steele already shaking his head in disgust. Yeah, I mean, James Steele, she takes Austin Theory, your expert analysis. Uh, it's a good pick. Yeah, I mean, uh, Cena's not going to be around for very long if he's around for more than just WrestleMania. And Austin Theory is a big part of their future. Uh, it's I think like Austin I know Theory, wrestling. It, it's it's going to open up. Said. It's it's going to open up uh, WrestleMania on Saturday, and I think that Austin Theory will win. Yes. Are you sure of that? Are you sure it's opening WrestleMania? I am pretty sure. Oh wow! Pretty you guys sure are really getting bogged down. Like ninety nine like percent sure. I, I've. That's they it. Okay, said it on Monday Night Raw. Uh, well, so they unless they it. changed it. Well, the damn poster, I'm trying to get organized. I'm going to be at this thing. I need to know how early I need to be there. I got a six and a four. I got to pace this thing. So I think. All right. Okay, go ahead. No, no, it's all right. If you got As one a six and four year old that he's th- referencing that he has. I think, the, I think the graphic is due to the fact that they do not know who is going to headline WrestleMania day one. Okay. So they went with the biggest draw other than that, which is John Cena. Okay. That sounds good. So Amber takes Austin Theory over John Cena. I believe this is a match where Cena is being brought in to put Theory over, to use some wrestling terminology there. I agree with you on that one. Here we go. Father versus son. Rey Mysterio, who will be going into the WWE Hall of Fame this weekend. He tried very hard to avoid the advances of his son, Dominic Mysterio, who has been coming after him for weeks, trying to get him to fight him. After what happened at SmackDown in Las Vegas last Friday, which I was in attendance for, Rey Mysterio had seen enough. Dominic Mysterio had disrespected his mother on national television, and now it is on. Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio in a father-son match. Who do you like? Are these actual father son or are these fake wrestling father son? These are this is real from what I understand. This is isn't real it? father yeah, son. It's, I believe yeah, it's it real. Is. Yep, real father, real All son. Right. All right. Well, the last name's not Mysterio. I'm here to tell you, and I've never heard of these people. So I'm going to go with the father 
Ray Mysterio, because I think what they're doing here is they want us to fall for the rope a dope that he is going to pass the reins on, so to speak, to Dominic Mysterio because Ray Mysterio is going into the WWE Hall of Fame. But I think it's a rope a dope. It's a setup. Father's going to kick son's ass. Still show him who's daddy. James Steele, your analysis. Yeah, uh, I think she's right because Ray is going into the Hall of Fame uh, this weekend also. um, And I think it's they're going to go with the feel good story instead of uh, I think there will be other matches down the line. So I think Ray gets this one. It's a feel good moment. There you go. From a technical standpoint, this could be the best match of the entire weekend. Seth freaking Rollins taking on Logan Paul, the YouTube sensation. Paul has been training with legend Shawn Michaels for the last month, like day in and day out. And when you see him in the ring, he actually has a hell of a lot of athleticism. Seth freaking Rollins versus Logan Paul. Who wins it? These Paul brothers. I mean, they just can't get out of my life, right? No, they can't. I guess eh, at least Logan Paul is doing this in, in, in wrestling uh, instead of in, in fighting. Uh, I, they can't do Seth Rollins dirty like that, right? Like, I even know who Seth freaking Rollins is. I'd be so angry if I'm Seth Rollins and I look at the script and they tell me I'm losing to one of the Paul brothers. I'm going to go with Seth Rollins. Seth I can't Rollins. Do James, like your expert analysis. Yeah, I think it'll be Seth freaking Rollins, too. Uh, hasn't. Hasn't won at WrestleMania in a couple of years. I think they, they, they give him a big WrestleMania win against, you know, a guy who isn't there all the time. Uh, he's super hot, like very much, very much, very, very over right now. I think Seth Breaker Rollins gets the win. All right. In the match Who's that hot? should, should <laughs> headline the first night of WrestleMania, this should be the main event. And also, this is for me the most anticipated matchup, the tag team championship the of the world, the undisputed tag team championship of the world. It's the Uso brothers, Jimmy and Jay representing okay. the bloodline, taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, friends once again. Amber, is it the Usos or is it Owens and Zayn? You just said a lot of words. I didn't understand any of them. There was something about blood in there. The music under us uh, seems exceptionally loud and obnoxious right now. Uh, I guess I'll go with the Usos because you said that that is your four and six-year-old son's favorite wrestlers. I'm going to go with their expertise. Okay. That's James? also unnecessary. Yeah, and this is, the, this is probably the easiest one on the board. It's going to be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, this has oh, been the, the first best, time we've disagreed. Yeah, this has been Ooh, the best yes. story. The, the Bloodline story has been going on for almost three years now. Best thing in wrestling for almost three years now. The Sami Zayn story arc has been the best thing in wrestling this practically this whole year. Uh, they're going to give him his WrestleMania moment with his best friend, Kevin Owens. They're going to win the tag team titles from the Usos and the Usos' uh, record-breaking reign. And uh, it could maybe possibly headline day one of WrestleMania. All right, so here we go. We're up against it. I think that match will have an effect on this match, the main event Sunday night for the WWE Universal Championship, undisputed. It's Roman Reigns. It's Cody Rhodes. Uh, I'm more familiar with who Roman Reigns is, so I guess I'll go Roman Reigns because I know the name. Roman Reigns. Yeah, I, I unfortunately, he's so close to a 1,000-day reign. I don't think that they're going to uh, give up on that, and I think that... Cody Rhodes does not finish the story, and Roman Reigns. We only disagreed on yep. one of these, James. On one of these, yeah. all your expertise and all my lack thereof. Amber's as big expertise. a nerd as James is. That's what we learned right there, ladies and gentlemen. 
I could have a future in this wrestling room. This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.